Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 32 of The Drunk Web, a special one today. There are no sponsors to thank on this show because, you know, why? Dev, Dev Apparel can sponsor there, it. <laughs> <laughs> there is, however, a Patreon page for those who would like to keep it that way. So patreon.com slash The Drunk Web. That's it. That's my intro. Um, we're going to get to the content. <laughs> This episode is about developer culture on social media for the most part, but we'll see where we end up. We live in a moment where software development is finally cool. Um, we take pride in writing six lines of HTML more than ever, <laughs> as we should. We even ask each other if HTML is even a language and respond with memes and emojis. I never thought I would live to see this day. This is crazy. We post pictures with our computers, every possible pose you can imagine. You can find it on Instagram. Sitting down, standing up, leaning in, hunching down, laying down, stretching out with computer, without computer. It's all on Instagram. Coffee is a big part of it too. Any kind of coffee you can imagine. We have one right here in front of us right now. Seth enjoying it. Um, we have it. There's more coffee endorsements on Coder posts than anywhere else in the known universe. Did you know that? I researched that. I didn't. Did you really? No. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's odd. I mean, hopefully they start sponsoring us. Yeah. And most interestingly to me personally, we have every type of person, gender, race, nationality. We have men and certainly we have women. In fact, in my experience, there are more, far more women developers on Instagram than men. But maybe that's just Instagram putting those accounts in front of me to tell me I should have more women on the podcast, which I have actively been trying to do. So side note, if you're a lady coder out there and you're listening and you want to be on the show, you have to be in New York because we do these in, in, in person. But if you have a story to tell related to coding, technology, anything related to that, shoot me a message, please. I am looking for you. Anyway, back to Instagram. My two guests today, if you're a developer and you're on Instagram, chances are you know at least one of them and quite possibly both of these cool cats. Together, they have nearly 200,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> this is insane to me. You have no idea what this means. This is so crazy to me. Not because of the number of followers, but the number of followers in the category of coding. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that. My friends, please welcome... Ben Potter, a.k.a. at sign coding, and Seth Cordovano, a.k.a. developer. Hey, hey. The original one, because I know you care about that. The original. I follow you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, boys? Great. I'm I good. can't complain. Life's good, good. Good, yeah. So, Seth, you're a New Yorker. Mm. You live here. Five years. Yeah, I see you uh, running on West Side Highway. Um, yeah, I was running there today with my shirt off, and it was 40 degrees, and I was just thinking the joke that we just made off off air was like a Florida man is running down the, <laughs> down the West Side Highway along the Hudson with his shirt off, 40-degree <laughs> weather. And Ben, you're visiting us from San Diego. <clears throat> What's going on? What are you, what are you here for? Um, tell us this. Give us the scoop. Right. So um, I'm here touring. Um, it was going to be colleges, but it's just a college. Um, unfortunately, didn't get accepted to one. Um, but I was going to be touring Stevens Institute of Technology. Um, they didn't accept me. That's okay. Um, and then we're checking out RIT as well, um, Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, also, trying to make my best at a time in New York, checking out as many um, different um, startups as possible, um, doing this podcast, which is awesome, things like that, trying to learn as much as possible about the industry, um, which is super cool, and it's crazy in New York. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Have you, You've already noticed that it's different? Yeah, well, I've got a question for you guys. So, you know the um, the parking like spaces where there's just cars stacked on top of each other yeah how does that work like how do they get the car that's like in the top like those are like, those are like little elevator things so they go up and down so like they pull the car in the bottom down and then they can kind of like rotate it so they have to pull out the bottom car though i don't know i've seen one work where they I, there was no car in the bottom and they were just like literally just rotating it down pulling a car out rotating it down pulling the that's next one out so weird yeah. but those, the ones that go on top are ones that like they know are going to be there for like a week right right that's, yeah, it's weird. Only a programmer would notice that about New York walking around. There's so <laughs> much like, going on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what kind of cue is this? Here's a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me. Um, all right. Hold on one second. Let me make sure. Yep, we're good. Um, okay. 
So, uh, normally the guest announces the drink, but today we're not drinking everybody. If you're on Instagram or if you're listening later, there's the potential of Seth and I drinking a little bit of whiskey later, but we're not drinking during the podcast because Ben <coughs> is... Ben, when's your birthday? Um, my birthday was in September. I turned 18. Okay. So, for that reason, we're going to keep this. This is the very first Drunk Web episode where there's no alcohol, so thank you for... I actually... Uh, this I, is the one piece of history I did not want to be a part of. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Seth and I, tr- we've tried to do a podcast many times, and now this is when it happens. I'm when, blaming when, Linda. I've been ready. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Linda, by the way, this uh, you're right. She's we, probably listening to this right now. Well, Linda, Linda come on. Please, get come it on, together. Linda. Please. Um, all right. So, I'm just going to get right into it. What type of posts people respond to that you can get over a hundred thousand people to follow? Because you're not selling, you know, a you're not selling six packs and booties. You know, you're talking programming. It, it still blows my mind. I'm probably dating myself right now, but I never thought there would be this many people on on a, such a mainstream platform interested. So, what kind of posts have you seen? get the most amount of responses? Um, well, I started with memes, and those are still really what's doing the um, best. It's just dumb, like, silly developer memes. Honestly, like, some of them aren't even, like, that funny. Um, but <laughs> people love them, um, and I love them, too. They're really, like, they're interesting, they're fun. It's just like, oh, when you miss a semicolon, right? That was the first one I posted, <laughs> and, like, all developers can relate to that stuff. It's crazy how many developers are on Instagram. I had no idea before I started. I just wanted to start posting some funny stuff that I saw. Um, but yeah, people really react and respond to it. Um, a large percentage of my followers are students, so I've started doing more like um, informational posts too, and those are doing really, really well. Um, but Instagram is a really visual platform, so like the photos that do well, the photos that you can get um, a few thousand people to like are photos of someone like with a laptop with code open. Like Obviously, they're not coding in that moment. It's very fake they just pulled up a window i do it all the time of just some code that i wrote like a week ago and (laughs) put it up and i'm like all right just got finished because i did just get finished but it wasn't that code or whatever um people love that for whatever reason they see code they stop they like read the um caption and comment it's it's cool um and then they try to find what you did wrong yeah point it out yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've got an error online it's like so i always double check the code that i'm posting on my photos to make sure it's it's there's no errors (laughs) (laughs) is that right yeah you really do that yeah because then people will just chew you up about it can you do you remember an example where where somebody like picked on your code was like this part do you remember what it was we were um one of the things i used to do was a um like little competition. So I'd put out little um, project Euler um, algorithms and like have people solve it. And whoever could get the best time would um, get like a shout out or something. I forget what I was doing. I was at the time I was also doing a lot of crazy stuff, like lighting my laptop on fire and spray painting golden bananas and, <laughs> that was and, fun. and shipping them to people. That was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was doing like um, prizes like that. Where I just like spray, spray paint like a, like a chip, like a motherboard or something gold and send it to someone that would be like the trophy. But, um, but yeah, like someone had like a like the most pr- like f- almost flawless algorithm, and so I reposted it, and they're like, "Oh, you could have done this better." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Dude, this is a f- flawless algorithm." <laughs> like, it's like they'll they'll always find something. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, all right, so memes and stuff, but at some point that stuff's gonna get the semicolon jokes got to get old at some point. I find them to be old. Yeah. I I, w- I liked when I was making my own memes. I did like, but I only did like 15 or 20, and I was like, "This is too much work." Mm. But yeah, all the ones you see now, there's still some that make me laugh. Like I'll still get a good laugh. <laughs> and then I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's funny. They're, these are still funny." Yeah, every once in a while you find one that's just like hilarious. Um but honestly, it, most of them aren't. Um they do get old, but um my followers don't think so. Um <laughs> Yeah. And like so, some of them are fun, right? Like some of them are really 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 cool and those ones that are do that do the best. Um but we, yeah. I, we, we've also been in the game for a lot longer though. So it might, it might not be as funny to us, but people who are just getting on Instagram or like you know, just coming around to like the Instagram community tech world or whatever, like they probably still think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought sure. it was when it started. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a puzzle to me because, um, like, you know, it's tempting to do that. It's tempting to do the, the, the meme thing, but at the same time I would have to either steal it from somebody or think long and hard about how to be original 
but if I'm going to spend that time, then I had to spend time and do do real like color code, like code example or or something like that. I wish we did less silly stuff and more. There are a few accounts I follow where they actually post like code snippets. I love those, especially if it's small enough that it would fit. Yeah, on Instagram, those are great. I wish I wish there was more of that. No, I I definitely agree. That's something that I think about a lot. Is like to what extent can Instagram be used as a platform for like learning and stuff like that? Because it, at the end of the day, or at least some of the results I've seen, it's it's pretty sensational in that people like to see cool photos of people coding. People like to see like the memes, like you're saying, and like the the educational stuff has the potential to do really well. I've seen some super, super cool challenges that have done really well, but a lot of times there are these accounts that are spending a lot of time creating this content. At the end of the day, people don't go onto Instagram to learn necessarily. It's something they do to like maybe unwind at the end of the day, stuff like it. it it's interesting to me. Or procrastinate. Yeah, yeah. It's like to what extent does Instagram like, how how does it like work as a platform in the end of the day is it used for just like kind of unwinding or procrastinating like Seth said or are people going to want to go on there oh i love this account because they i mean it, it it's it's interesting or at what point would you want to like build out your own platform for people to do that like you're doing with mm. color code yeah but still i think most people going to the website either come from one type of social platform right it's it's almost no direct users, right? Uh, organic search. Because, I mean, what do you, if you want to have SEO that's badass enough to get you on the first page of Google anything related to coding, you are, it's virtually impossible at this point. It's so incredibly busy. On Google, yeah, that makes sense, right? right. And, and it's tech company, so this is their this is their bread and butter. They're gonna make sure they're top of their yeah top top index or whatever, right? I mean, if I write, let's say I'm teaching JavaScript, right? What the hell am I gonna do to get on that first page? It's impossible. Well, yeah, but like to turn it around, you're not gonna post your entire JavaScript tutorial on Instagram, right? yeah. So you're gonna create small little snippets on Instagram that people see. Right. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll check that out later. Or, oh, I'll check that out now. Um, but Instagram, I don't think, ultimately is going to be used as the platform for like yeah. delivering the the full content. The full thing, yeah. 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 But but the attention is there, which is interesting. Yeah, no, right? the attention is definitely there. And there's people who do come to learn new things and stuff like that. But yeah. it's, it's for someone to read a like one-minute post, maybe not necessarily right. a like entire course or like IGTV. Yeah. That's kind of an issue they're having is like... <clears throat> you know how I, th I think about this, sorry to interrupt, but... Yeah, go ahead. Um, the the old school like cooking uh, channel Food Network they would spend an hour showing you one recipe and they would torture you through commercials and the chick would talk about her family and a bunch of stuff that you didn't really care about you, you just wanted to get to the punchline what does this look like at the end show me the dish at the end and then those guys at uh, Tasty on Facebook where they where they put in thirty second recipes from overhead yeah. camera very quick with no no words just the subtitle of what that current ingredient they're putting in the dish yeah. is and those blew up those are millions millions and millions of views right and so i thought about maybe you can if you can do that with coding you know have like a he cool header you want to build or whatever it is you know i i do visual stuff so have a end result at the bottom and then open up an id in 30 seconds build it real quick yeah, that's interesting to think about. Um, and I think before they could get away with that, like that slow stretching out the, in, the information that they're delivering just to like give ads because that's all we had. But now that <clears throat> between like people being just having a less of attention span because of social media and all this other stuff like and scrolling and all this and the fact that um, people just don't have the time anymore. Like everyone's one getting more efficient with smartphones that like the technology and everything around it's just like making you more efficient. So you're thinking about it more. I just don't think people are going to ever... I mean, I think that old school form of media is right on the verge of dying. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it's going to be around much longer. I agree. And yeah. if, you, if you can find some way to do that with coding, like code examples, that would be great. Because like even me now, like if I put on a podcast, I'm listening to it on like on like 1.5 to 2x. So like even when I'm in like normal conversations with people, I'm like, are they talking slower? Is this <laughs> me? me? Yeah. So and then, so like if you're, you're listening to stuff fast and you want it to be efficient, you're trying to get as much in as possible, as quickly as possible... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. Um, going back to what you said with Tasty, too, do you think 
and I'm asking you, I don't know, but do you think most people are watching that because it looks cool to see them do that stuff with the food? Or do you think they're actually watching it because they're going to go back and make the... Both. You think... I think it's both. You know why I say that? Because I've done both. Okay. I've done both for the satisfaction of seeing a dish come together, but I've also looked at it and go, I'm going to actually make this chicken recipe. Let me go back. It's only 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've always just been like, oh, this looks cool. I'll watch it. But I've never like even thought about making yeah. the stuff, right? Yeah. Do you cook, though? No. Okay. I, I probably <laughs> won't for the next, like, 10 years, but that's, that's right. Yeah, I've gotten pretty much in, pretty into Blue Apron. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't I don't really like to, like, put in that much effort. And I thought this would be the most effective way for me to, like, start upping my cooking game and, like, learning more about foods. And I'm not just, like, making the same thing all the time, like eggs and toast or chicken and rice or whatever. So chicken and rice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I do. It's just all I make. It's yeah. my meal prep for like, I try to week. keep things as efficient as possible. And so blue apron, this is not a sponsor. I'm not saying, I'm yeah, saying this like episode was brought to you. <laughs> I was paid to just like plug it on your podcast. Um, no, it's just like, basically it's just like a meal in a box. They send you all the individual foods and ingredients, like down to the spices and everything that you need and, and you can just make it. So I order three meals a week or a week and each one makes each meal is actually two servings. So like I'll invite if I'm dating somebody like we'll they'll come over we'll have a glass of wine and just like make this meal that takes like 30 minutes and eat it and then watch a show hang out whatever and it's just like super simple you can pretty much clean up as you go because everything's prepackaged yeah Netflix and or chill yeah yeah then, then there's some Netflix involved <laughs> that's awesome so um, yet another example of how make it efficient people will cook yeah you know. Um, I'm kind of old school though. Like I go to Whole Foods and I handpick my own like yeah. oranges because I want to make like an orange sauce. And if, like, I had, oh. if I had a Whole Foods around me, I would do that. But I live upper Manhattan where I guess I could go to the grocery store. I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's, 10 blocks away. For me, it's I put on some weird ambient music and then I go oh. uh, to the Whole Foods. It's, a, it's if, like a process. If you put on ambient music when you're, shop, when you're grocery shopping, yeah. it's meditative. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> but... To get back to the tasty thing real quick, um, one of the things I think that if you were going to do that with coding and trying to condense it down into like one of those small things, I think like with like podcasts, um, even like a lot of books now, movies, shows, everything, they tease you at the beginning to let you know like what's coming. Yeah. And I think that if you're, if you were to do that with coding because programmers are so prone to efficiency and like just, yeah, efficiency, you'd have to tease whatever your whatever the end product is going to be at the very beginning. You have to show them what it is, and then they'd be like, yeah, I'm interested in this, and I'll watch the rest now. Mm. Right. That's a good point. And, and are you yeah. suggesting that Instagram would be like the sole platform for people? So you, they're on their phones, and they're watching you code something, or they're watching you set up a new service or something like that, that that's related to programming. Are you expecting – are you – thinking that people would stay on Instagram the whole time or eventually they'd go off and check out your GitHub page where they'd try out your code or follow yeah, your process. Yeah, ideally. I think the nature of co- uh, code kind of dictates that people should eventually go away from the phone, sit down on their computer and, and, and start typing. But you could make the same argument for cooking, right? You have to get away, go in the kitchen and then try the recipe. So I don't see where the those two become that different coding okay, and the yeah. cooking, right? I but, can, I can tell you where I think they're different. Tell me. So like when you're, when you're coding, it's usually a lot of text. And so you're having to like read and you're on your phone, like trying to like read someone's like screen and it's a bunch of small text. Like I've even tried to use like Udemy on my phone so I could finish up a, some sort of course or tutorial or whatever, like on the train, like mm-hmm. when I'm going to and from places just to be more efficient with my time. And that's the worst. Mm-hmm. It absolutely sucks. But if they put IG, IGTV on in the browser, then right. which I'm sure that that's their plan. If it's not already there, it might. Do you know if it's there? Yeah, it's there. It, oh, okay. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Then like, how's that any different from going to YouTube to watch a tutorial? Right. So, yeah, that, but the, hold, it, hold on, Ben's. There, there's a <laughs> Ben. Ben's looking complex. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Gears are uh, turning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. It's hard for me to see people using Instagram on the desktop. Like, I don't think I'm gonna. A I wouldn't. Time. Yeah, I wouldn't switch from. I don't, I don't think I would switch from YouTube to IGTV. Yeah. Like YouTube, just so much. It's they've got years on. It's on Instagram. too late for YouTube to die. I think it's just too late. Well, now they're with way Article 13 too and 17 stuff out in the uh, EU. But what everyone's saying is that they're just gonna see. they're just gonna start 
like when you put out content, you can say where it shows. And if, if your content might get blocked because you violate Article 13 or 17 in the EU, they'll just block it from being shown in the EU. So really it's going to hurt a lot of the free knowledge that people could be getting in the EU. Like if I do a coding tutorial on my on my uh, YouTube channel or whatever, and then if I uh, – there'd be no reason for this. But if it were to be blocked in the EU, I would just block the EU from seeing it. And that's somebody who can't see a free yeah. tutorial now. One thing I will say about um, reading text on your phone, especially if it's code, um, my most viewed video on YouTube is about how much money programmers make. The second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, every every other video after that is these 90-second videos about a concept like WebSockets or what is HTTPS or what is this. So I think... We make this mistake, including myself, at turning tutorials into seven or eight concepts at a time. Yeah. But if you turn it into one thing, I'm writing a JavaScript course right now where I'm talking about one concept at a time. It's so freaking difficult to do that, but I'm only describing what a function is and nothing else. Yeah. The entire course is probably 15 or 16 videos of three to four minutes each. So we're talking almost an hour just for you to know what console.log parentheses quote unquote hello world is doing and that's in an hour people teach entire frameworks you know so what i'm saying is in each video we're going to take one concept i'm going to have visuals around it i'm going to i talk about like pizza and we're, analogies and things like that where you don't have to read 20 lines of code just to understand what a function is and then I introduce one concept after that. Hey, here's what parameters are now. Here's what a return statement in a function does and things like that. So I think there's a way around it. It's difficult. It's a lot of work for very little return, but I think it's doable. I think, I don't know. I think that kind of content would absolutely kill it. Yeah. I think it really would. I agree. Yeah. You know, um, the, the most highly recommended JavaScript um, like for anyone that's wanting to learn that I usually recommend, like whenever they've asked and I've put it on my Instagram a few times is, um, I don't remember the author's name now, but he, he writes, it's on a GitHub repo called you don't know JS, which yeah. is like a play on you don't yeah, know Jack. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I've been recommending that for years and, and he teaches like ES six and everything. And then he's even got books that breaks it all down. Cause he's got like each, basically essentially each chapter is its own like little book that you can buy. Or you can just get on GitHub for free, but people buy the books because they're so excited about his product and they want to support him. It's awesome. But the reason it's so good is because he does that. He breaks it down into just like single bits. Like this is how you do this. This is what it's doing. And he like he tells you what's happening behind the scenes. So yeah. like you understand that. I don't want to say necessarily the computer science of it, but you kind of you do. Like you understand like the back workings. Whereas like if you take like a West Boss course, which is great he's not really explaining any of that. He's just showing you how to do something. Right. He's like, here's how you build a react shop, mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's great to know, but until you understand the, the inner workings, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. So I hear that a lot. And this is kind of going away from the social media conference or not conference. What the social am I saying? Social media conversation. <laughs> what conference Sorry. did you go to? I went to social media marketing world. Like, that kind of oh, did you really? Ago. Yeah. That kind of mistake is very common on the drunk yeah. web. So <laughs> <laughs> going back to the, the kind of pulling away from the social media conversation. Um, but the way I've always learned, and this is because I've taken one computer science course. I didn't like it. I'm other than that completely self-taught. Um, I you mean always like, you mean like if you want to learn something you just jump in and start reading the docs and try to build something yeah like I so barely you, read the docs like I just figure out exactly where I'm going I'm like okay now I get how this works and if I can do this I can do all these other things and I like make a Google search if I run into an error so like I, I've noticed you've been doing a lot of like IOT yeah you were, you were building like your own personal um, um, Alexa yeah Alexa, yeah basically yeah whatever you would call that um, so like with that you're just kind of going off I, I thought of like, so oh, yeah, say something. You're, you're just kind of going on and learning on your own and just like playing around because th that's something when I did IoT like I definitely followed some tutorials and I learned what I was doing first and then then you're able to like play around a little bit more but yeah no I'm I'm not that's, good at that um, I I always try to like read the docs all the way through stuff like that I read the docs until I get something working and then just keep messing around with it it's probably slower um, honestly but I feel like I'm being more efficient um, but no I I don't do a lot of research before I start like I do enough to like kind of have a place to start and I just piece yeah. everything together. Um, it's not good practice at all. And as I take like, as I get more involved in like 
programming and stuff like that, it, it'll definitely get harder. But I just kind of dive head first into things. I would say it's probably slower, but it's probably also a lot better, um, especially than like, say, following a tutorial line for line, like with the instructor. Yeah. That's the worst thing you could do. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, do it and, and learn and like go through it once, but then go through it again and like just kind of build a similar project on the side. Like you don't want to be building like the same exact thing as the instructor. You won't learn anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was also kind of interesting because the way that I had, what, what I was doing it for, it's my senior project for high school. So um, I needed to do that to graduate. I feel so old right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't get, even get me started. Um, so like I wrote down basically how I was going to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use Node.js. I'm going to use um, Google's Dialogflow, stuff like that. So I kind of had to piece it all together and there wasn't a lot of docs for that necessarily. So yeah. I was just kind of doing Google searches and piecing everything together because um, that's what I said I was going to do. Um, versus maybe doing something that made more sense, but yeah, I, I'm really I. Have, whenever I do a project, I just kind of dive head first. And yeah, I mean, playing around is definitely the best way to learn. Like the most I've ever learned, well, the most I've ever learned is being thrown into a project that's much more advanced than I am, and you have to like kind of rise up and learn a bunch of stuff and just rise to the occasion and figure it out. <laughs> thrown in the yeah, thrown in what's it called? Thrown in the weeds. Yeah, tossing the weed. Yeah. yeah. So basically that, or just like yeah, if you're gonna just start building something like side projects, like when I was building IAS. I, I wasn't expecting that to turn into a business. That was just like a side project for me to learn Python. And then it just kept going yeah. and kept getting bigger. And I kept facing new problems. I learned so much doing that. So much more than any other job I had. Um, yeah. I think just jumping in, like being in the weeds and having to find your way out. Yeah. It helps if you understand the concept. Because <clears throat> right? we're, we're trying to understand the concepts as well as the syntax at the same time. Those are two different problems. I talk about this a lot, especially nowadays during my uh, the meetup thing that I have on Sundays. When people come in and they try to, usually we're doing some kind of UI and we're trying to build something and almost every single time people are designing user interfaces as they're building them. I'm like, stop it. Let's do the design first. Let's, yeah. We have whiteboard right here because implementing the design itself is hard enough so let's deal with one problem at a time same thing with learning a new language if you understand what inheritance is then that's great because then you can just focus on the syntax of python and, and then try to understand how you do it in python but if you don't know the concept of inheritance really well you're trying to understand that you're like that doesn't really make much sense to me but let me just let me let me try to do it in python that's an additional problem that you're trying to solve, then it becomes really difficult. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yeah, o along the same lines of just keeping things simple and efficient and short and small. Um, yeah, I like yeah. the short and small <clears throat> things, but that's also because I'm. In, I think that if you're a complete beginner, that would be very helpful to like just have things broken down like just one thing at a time, and then also when you're when you're very knowledgeable because then you're like, I just want to know this one thing. I don't need to, all the fluff or whatever. Yeah. But when you're in that middle area where you kind of know what's going on, <clears throat> I think something like, like the Harvard EDU computer science, uh, CS 50 courses or oh, whatever. I love that guy. Yeah. I absolutely, he, he's amazing in general, but like it's two hours of lecture. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll just, I'm like, I, I feel like I just know so much more. Even, even though I've already seen them, if I were to watch them again, I'd be like, this is so good. <laughs> like, I could just watch him forever, but he covers, he covers a lot, but he's also covering like, like pretty deep computer science topics, and like, it's an actual Harvard course mm -hmm. that's just f free on on e, e was it edx dot org? Um, so, yeah, I watched e, it on e, iTunes. U. Oh yeah, they were on iTunes as well. Yeah, but yeah, that guy's great, and and he breaks it down right. He talks about these concepts in everyday object kind of terminology, which yeah. is which well, is he's awesome. a he's a professor at Harvard, and not like the professor who taught me at the you know. What community college I went to <laughs> when I was first going, taking my first few programming hey, courses. I'm sure there are some community <laughs> college professors who are good people. Probably. They know what they're doing. Uh, I just wish they put themselves on iTunes or YouTube. Um, if coding wasn't an option, if computers hadn't gotten to this place, what would you do? You would be a hair model, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it helps out that the girl that I'm kind of dating right now is a... Um, chemist at a at a at a hair care company uh-huh it's for women but like i get all like the, the best products so like when i started seeing her 
my hair game went up so much. Like I thought I cared before, but now I've got like <laughs> routines. I'm like, today I got to do a hair mask. Today I got to put some coconut Dude, on. hook a brother up. I'll get you. Yeah. 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 I, I do. You met Aaron. She was at, she was at your Oscars party. Oh. That was Aaron. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Happy to pay for that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'll be the guinea pig or whatever. Yeah. She gets, I mean, she's the head chemist for the whole company. So she gets, she gets like whatever she wants. Is this an official shout out, bro? This no. is a shout out. No, you're not shout. No shout out to her. This, I, I feel like no. it felt Ooh. like a shout out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. all right. Yeah, I, I do nothing with my hair. It's so bad. I um swim. We, we can tell. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, just, so, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I swim about two hours a day. Um, yeah, and it it's a mess it's with not, the chlorine. And there's things you can it, do. Yeah. Um, it's not worth it. It gets out of control. I just buzz it off again. It's it's fun. Have it curly. Um. Yeah, mine's wavy like yours. If I don't do anything to it, really? Yeah, it looks actually almost just like yours. Yeah, no, it's fun. I like it. Um, definitely need a haircut though. It's it's getting really bad. Yeah. All right, back to the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what would you do? This is the hardest question I've ever been asked. Uh, so I went. I originally went to school for. I mean, I'm a. I'm. I'm a. I'm in programming because I'm entrepreneurial. <clears throat> entrepreneurial. I only said like half that word. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, I would. I, I would still be running figure out some sort of business somehow. Like I'm kind of a hustler. Like anytime anything happens where I can see a way to like start flipping something to make some money or whatever, then I'll do it. I've been doing it since like high school. So it'd either be that, or I did go to school for electrical engineering and the minor for that was computer programming. And that's how I got into computer science. Nice. Um, or it was computer science and that's how I got into computer programming. But, um, but yeah, so I maybe be doing electrical engineering. I don't know. Probably, probably still just running a business. Cool. Business, Ben. Um, I'm I'm kind of with Seth in that it would be entrepreneurial. Um, but I feel like I'm really interested in like the marketing sides of things, um, especially when it comes to like in the programming industry. So I think that I'd probably do something in marketing. Um, nice. Oh, uh oh, somebody's trying to call me. Well, we're in the middle of a podcast. Is that going to interrupt your live? Probably. Let's see. Oh, oh, we're back. Wow. We be coding. Instagram's making strides. Well, yeah, I, I thought I was on Do Not Disturb. I don't know what happened <clears> there. <throat> I am on Do Not Disturb. Look at this. Yeah, I'm on Do Not Disturb. Huh. Somehow. Um, okay, so we got business in the house. We got marketing in the house. What do you suck at? This time, let's you go first because last time he had time to think. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, first thing that came to mind was Twitter. I suck at Twitter. I <laughs> suck <laughs> so bad at Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like trying to get on board with Twitter because yeah. like Instagram is going down with like how they're yeah. doing the same thing to Instagram they did to Facebook. So everyone's like starting to like realize that and jump ship a little bit. Yeah. But I'm like, I cannot use Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Um. So same for you. Twitter? I suck at Twitter. Or, well, yeah, I suck at Twitter for sure. But I also suck at. Um, Let's get technical, guys. I'm just talking about something like. Coding related. Something simple. Coding related. I suck at, um, I think just like, because I work from home a lot. Like everything I do is from home. Like even I was working for most of the companies I worked for, uh, it's remote. Um, Not all of them. But I just do so much better going into an office. But working from home, it's really hard to focus. I've just recently been getting a lot better about it. But it took a lot of work. A lot of like, I had to put a lot of systems in place like, unblur the lines that I had blurred over the years of working from home where like the same the same 50 inch monitor that I'm using to, to work off of is the same thing that I watch TV on. If mm. I'm have someone over at the end of the night or whatever, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So just like that has been hard, right. but finally getting better about it. Yeah. Um, on like the technical side, I suck at um, like having patience when going into something. Um, it's just probably because I'm self-taught and it's just what I've always been doing. Um, but something I definitely need to get better at is being like, okay, this is what I'm going to make. This is, I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to draw it out. I'm going to learn about the concepts and then I'm going to use that to make it instead of, oh, I'll just figure it out on the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. That's one of the most interesting things that happens to you over the years when you, when you keep dealing with technical problems, your relationship to technical problems changes. At first it's, it's uh frustration, you know, uh, then maybe a little bit of anger. I've seen people get angry like, bah. And then in a few years, you get jaded. You're like, ah, I don't even care. And then you come back, hopefully full circle, where you do care, but you're more zen. You know, you're like, I'll figure this out. It's frustrating. There's a layer of frustration always, but I, I'll probably figure this out eventually. 
it's the best when you find something out after you've been working on it for like eight hours trying to find like the one thing. At least that, this happens to me all the time where like <laughs> there's like no documentation on what you're trying to do except for one post oh, with like one link yeah. to one. It's, it's just so annoying. And then you figure <laughs> it out like just by doing something. It, it's the best. It's actually for, the best. For me, it's like a, I'm, I get the, for like, like that, that moment of like, just like, you feel so good for a second, and then I'm like, "Wait a second! I just spent eight hours on this." Yeah. I'm. Then I get like pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, "I'm going to bed. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll finish this tomorrow." Yeah. The dopamine rush. It's yeah. Definitely a dopamine rush. Yeah. So far in your careers, what's the coolest thing you worked on? I'm gonna say my Alexa. Um, I've been doing a lot of web development. I got kind of like sucked into it. I mean, because um, a, a lot of like like my friends and stuff are like, oh, I'm like, my, my parents need a website or and I, I'd find clients when I wasn't necessarily like looking for them, but like I, I didn't want to like turn down money and stuff like that. So right. I, I I was doing the thing where it's like, okay, spin up a WordPress site, maybe change some lines of CSS, make a, a custom theme, something like that. And it, it was kind of repetitive. Um, so doing something like completely out there, learning, um, I hadn't done much with um, Node.js before that. So learning kind of like JavaScript and understanding how that works. Uh, building like something like an embedded IOT device like you were saying it was just a total stretch for me um, and I was really glad I did it you use JavaScript for that yeah that's dope I figured you would use like Python or something I should have <laughs> most like IOT things that I did it's always been like Python I would say the the little startup idea I was telling you about earlier that I'm working on right now but that's still so fresh I, I would say um, I have to just shout out the the business that I had, which was IAS and the uh, <clears throat> the social media like automation system, um, and that was that was cool for a lot of reasons because like it started as a side project turned into a business or turned into like just making money and like my friends subscribing they're like oh I would use that I'm like cool and then so I f- found a way to like start making a subscription model, turned it into a SaaS, got a dashboard like all this stuff. And like every step was just like a new thing. And it got to the point where I was able to leave the startup I was working at to start running my own thing because I was making more money and I needed to start hiring people on. Um, and so there's just like all the problems that go with that and like all the things you learn. Like I learned that I really don't like dealing with the finances. I like when the money comes in, I don't like figuring out the rest of it. So yeah. like, you, like it's like each of these projects, like you always learn something about either yourself or how to do it better in the future. So like I feel like I'm going to do probably five more projects before like the one hits where I'm like, okay, I've got it all figured out. This is my system. This is how I do it. So, but for me, that was just like a big one. I learned so much so fast. Um, the two years I was doing that, um, was a whirlwind of just knowledge. What happened? I don't think I've heard the story all the way. Uh, Uh, should we not go into it? No, I mean, one of the biggest things was like, so we were helping small business. For anyone who doesn't know, we were helping, it was called IAS, Instagram Automation um, Services. And um, basically, we were helping small businesses engage with their audience without having to have the capital to hire somebody on to just run their social media full time. So if somebody commented on your post, we the system would like comment back with some pre um, preset things. If you liked one of their photos, it would go like a couple of yours, follows for follows, stuff like that. Just like a, an Instagram bot. People hate those accounts. Yeah, yeah, no, I got a lot of hate for it while I was doing it. <laughs> but the the businesses I was helping that would send me text messages every morning, thanking me, saying that I'm the reason that they're able to stay at home. And, oh yeah, I'm sure. And, and handle and and be with their newborn because they're running a jewelry shop from home and got got enough sales today to you know do whatever and, and are making enough money from that. So like, yeah, I got a lot of hate from people that don't like botting, but it wasn't my bot that they hated. Yeah. Right. My bot was very calculated. And, and like, there was like a lot of things that like the big accounts that the big um, companies that weren't doing that I saw that they could have been doing like automating speed, just like all this stuff. <clears throat> and I, I, I started implementing that. Oh, what happened? Oh yeah. So I got tired of chasing Instagram's teams. Of, like they kept making, they are, were obviously trying to stop what I was doing. Right. Uh, which I fully understood. And I knew it was a gray area and it wasn't going to last long. And whenever you have a business that's based solely off somebody else's business um, and you, that you don't have control of, it's a hobby. Like it's, it's not a business. It's a, it's a, it's a job at best um, that you're doing at the moment. So I knew it was com- going to come to an end at some point. And then when like Facebook was in the news for all that um, stuff where they were going to court, a uh, uh, change that they were supposed to make um, almost a year later at the very end of that year, they made, um, in like, I think like February or March of last year, 
and I just did not want to take the time to go and change everything. I was just hiring on another Python developer who was going to come over and deal with the back end um, so I could go back to interviewing because I wanted to work on more like enterprise apps and like something that was bigger than I could build on my own. Right. And um, yeah, so when they made that change, I was just like, I talked to everyone, I was just like, let's just shut it down. So, I mean, it was just a constant flow of like Instagram making a change to kind of like offset people botting or like whatever. And then me having no knowledge of what they changed, trying to figure it out. Uh, so I learned a lot that way too, though, actually, in that regard. I'm seeing a lot more of those things now. Yeah. I see so many comments on my stuff, especially Drunk Web, where the comment is generic enough that would apply to any photo. Yeah. I mean, people there, can see right through that. It's what a great shot. I hate that one so yeah. much. It's like code it's starting to pop up on mine too now and i'm like i'm like did instagram like reel back the reins on like what they were doing because like for me it completely stopped for a while not just for my business but like on my own page like i wasn't getting anything Hmm. yeah well instagram has their private api like you can or not it's not instagram's private like you can hook into instagram's private api that's used on the app to do like everything it's just illegal and you shouldn't that's what i was using <laughs> um, <but laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a problem. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I am starting to kind of not see the point of all this anymore because yes, you can. I mean, you guys have a significant following. What are the odds that we can use all this attention for anything other than likes and comments? And to actually maybe build a business on top of it. and Or maybe even if you care, do something good for humanity or whatever it is that's beyond just attention. Because otherwise it's just another Netflix show. Yeah, um, I kind of have an answer for that. Um, what I'm trying to do, uh, I was just posting memes. What I'm, I'm trying to do now on coding as much as I can is highlight the programming community um, and, and kind of all aspects of it. Um, I was doing, um, it's gotten a little crazy for me in the last couple months, but I was doing takeovers every week where I would work with um, a programmer and you still haven't done it. I know. Dude, I, I keep DMing <laughs> you and I'm like, hey, are you good to do it? And you still have it. And it's, eh. I was looking for that video uh, today. I can't find it, but uh, you, you don't know about this yet. But like when he first so asked funny. me the first time, like probably like almost, it feels like a yeah, year it, and a it half It probably ago. has been because. <laughs> but like, you know the um the movie cat was it Captain Phillips or whatever mm-hmm. where he gets taken over by Saudi pirates yeah. or whatever um it's like the clip of the pirate guy coming in and being and Tom Hanks like talking and the guy's like hey hey look at me I'm the captain now <laughs> and so like I I use like the Instagram thing to track my Instagram handle as the Saudi <laughs> pirate mm-hmm. and then his and c- at coding for Ben <laughs> nice. as um Tom Hanks and me saying like I'm the captain now for like my <laughs> takeover and I was like hey is it cool if I use this. And I couldn't do it that week. I and started like, dying when you said that. So I still funny. have it. I still need to do it. And if yeah. you ever do it again, no, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll, still I'll doing still takeovers. E- I just haven't done like the every week thing. So yeah, I'll still use that clip. Yeah, whenever. I'm still. Sa- I have it saved. I can't wait. But like you're saying, uh, maybe highlighting what this what this job is about, what yeah. this whole world is like, right? There, there are people who are seriously wondering what it's like. I think there is there is some kind of value you can add to those people's lives without having to for lack of a better word sell out yeah i mean i think it's interesting to kind of show that there is a whole world out there for programming and it's not just um go to college get a cs degree um stay in um like go to an office and work for like 12 hours like i'm sure tons of people are doing that work for 12 hours a day and like burn yourself out and it, it happens but there's also people who are doing it as a side project or people who are um not men right i mean because people like there's a huge stigma that men are like only men are programmers and like on instagram like you were saying it's definitely getting a lot better and Mm -hmm. i'm trying my best to highlight that and kind of eliminate the stereotypes behind the community um and people are viewing that people are watching that so like that i i I don't know about growing a programming business just through like something like instagram but Uh, that's just one yeah but but i I feel like you're still able to make a difference through your content um, besides just creating like what i was which is which is good i mean that's that's just as good as having a business yeah um but but see you guys have a platform i mean if you post something a significant number of people see it if i post something maybe a thousand people see it so i think that once you have that platform i mean how do you get to that platform without having to read the audience and see what they want to see might not even be that just, meaningful to you personally. Keep posting content. Like, yeah, but that content, uh, but w- I, I don't know if that content can be 
educational or that meaningful if you want to reach that that many people. Well, just right? just to talk about like West Boss again, like he's someone that I look up to because he never um he built his he built his platform off of any of the social media platforms. Like he he built his own website kind of like what you're doing with like color code and all that. Um he's he put out he put out tutorials and then like people found him. Mm. Like they found him because the content he was putting out was was useful and needed and and after five or six years of doing that, he gets on Instagram and he starts blowing up. He gets on YouTube, he starts blowing up. Like it might not happen overnight, but like he's doing a lot faster than I did it. Mm. You know, um, because that's because he put out he puts out great content. Like even I t- I take his courses. Like right. So you like think you can do stuff. that with educational stuff? Well, yeah, but if if I made a post right now that was something that like people didn't care about, it wouldn't reach a lot of people. It might reach more than. Um, like someone else who doesn't have as many followers with me, but the Instagram algorithm kind of takes over at a certain point mm. um, where I hate the algorithm. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Um, where it, it takes over at a certain point where if your content isn't meaningful to people, it won't show it to your followers. Right. Um, so it, it kind of goes down to, and, and what it also does is if you've got a really small account and you're making some posts that are absolutely killing it with your followers, they'll yeah. show it to people who aren't following you um, in yeah. the Explore feed. And they're, they're doing an okay job at that. Um, so if you're creating these short videos and people are liking it and stuff, there, there's definitely potential to grow um, organically on Instagram through stuff like that. Um, so like, yes, I could create a whole bunch of like informational, and I'm not saying I shouldn't um, create a whole bunch of informational content and stuff, but it, it still has to be short and valuable like you were saying otherwise it's not going to have as big of an impact as like you might think it would um with an account with like Mm -hmm. hundred thousand followers yeah so i mean that's like a thing to think about yeah Yeah. no i think you're right it it, it has to add some kind of has to be interesting some way whether it's a mindless kind of winding down at the end of the day or it's something that i find super interesting that you can Oh, you can build a thing in 30 seconds? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it has to be quick. I think that's like kind of the bottom line is it has to be like a 30-second video yeah. of like this is the this is how this concept works. And you're like, okay, I learned something now. And like if I wanted to take this further, I know how I could, but I don't really have to. Or you have to be a booty chick. <laughs> Any yeah. of those things work. Or have code on your screen. You just make a post. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool picture. I love it, man. I, like I said in my intro, every pose possible to man I've seen on, on yeah. Instagram with, with a computer. Yeah. And, yeah, and Seth, when are you gonna do more of those? More booty pics? <laughs> no, more of the uh, you do the you take somebody's pose and you do it your own, especially the girls. Oh, oh those yeah, are yeah, awesome. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had for for those of you who don't know, I I had like got burned out on posting on Instagram. I didn't post for like a year, and then I started posting again. And then shortly after, I was like, well, I don't have any content to put up here anymore because I'm not. I wasn't putting the time into like think about stuff like I used to. So I just started copying other people's poses and like posts and just tagging them and saying like who did it better. So I would do like <laughs> I would I would like code or girl as a girl is a, a female programmer that lives here in the city and a friend of mine like she did like some cute little like kissy face in front of her computer with like a caption. And I basically copied it all. I was like who did it better. Uh, so that was that was going good for a while. I wish um, I wish I cared more about posting on Instagram. You right must now. do more of those. People love those. I get tagged in so many from so many people saying like uh like I dare developer to do this one and it's like 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 somebody in a mini skirt or something I don't know like and I'm like I'm like I'm good do it. <laughs> um awesome so gents we're reaching an hour are we really yeah that was fast podcasting is fun it, yeah. it time flies uh but before we wrap up um is there anything either of you want to bring up anything you want to talk about before we go yeah i have a question for seth actually um i'm sure you get like a million dms where people are like how can i learn how to code right yeah i'm sure you get that all the time if if, if like if there was like one thing you wish you could tell your followers the people who are asking this question and maybe not answering the question how can i learn how to code but maybe like a mindset or something that, that you've kind of developed over time um how how would you like what would you like wish they knew well, if someone just says like I want to learn coding, um, or like where do I start? I don't answer those. I stopped answering those a long time ago because there one there's too many of them and I don't have the time. Yeah. And two because if you're just texting somebody or you're sending a DM to somebody on Instagram, like that's 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 cool. Like I I do have appreciation for that, but um but also like you need to google it. Like if if you can't get yeah. to the point of googling it, 
and, and getting your answers there, then you're already in a pretty hard spot and it might not be the be for, for you. Yeah. Do you think these people are like, or a lot of them are expecting like some magic answer or like looking for like confirmation yeah. for like, yeah, they're, they're looking for like, Hey, do this, do this tutorial on, 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 on JavaScript and, or do this on HTML, then JavaScript, then do this one on Python. And then you got a full stack and you're ready to go. It's like, no, it's like, you need to learn a lot. And like, I mean, even me, like I've been, I've been programming professionally for five years, uh, programming in general for like seven. And I still feel like I don't know anything. Like I'm still learning so that's, much every that's day. That's weird. Yeah. I've been programming for eight years. Have you? Not like professional, like at all. Like I'm doing like freelance stuff, but like I coded my first thing when I was ten. Yeah, I'm eighteen now. That's that's really weird. Yeah, I started. Oh, what am I? Like, well, not so many, but like I started when I was twenty. You're not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's actually kind of funny. I f- I thought for the longest time I was thirty, but I just realized the other day that I'm thirty one. I, I guess how I does that happen? When as you get older, you'll 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 understand. That, start, that happens. Um. I have to disagree with one thing you said. Um, I, I meet a bunch of people who have spent ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, gone to a boot camp. They've certainly Googled it. Oh. They've they've tried so many things. They come to the meetup and they're like, "I'm out of money. I'm frustrated because I was lied to. Um, wh- how do I learn how to code?" It's a legit question, and I come from it from a very different place because somebody did me a favor. And they gave me a chance when I came to the States. They gave me a really good job. And mm-hmm. they put me in a team around all these incredible people who taught me how to code. Really, I didn't really know how. I I, I fooled them and they, they hired me. Yeah. So I feel like when somebody asks me something like that, granted, I don't get 10,000 messages like you you get. Yeah, wait, um, wait till you get 100 DMs a day. Yeah, I know. The same question. I know. I, it's still, in, in color code, it's a little bit overwhelming sometimes. I have to go back and and send messages back and i have a, a hundredth of of your followers but i still look at it as probably this person is in a bad place and they could even if it's confirmation bias if even if they're looking for a confirmation yeah sure yeah yeah what you're doing yeah. is fine yeah yeah well I'm, I'm not saying like i ignore it um completely i kind of pick and choose like depending on how much time i have i also have been trying to cut social media down a lot yeah uh, out of my life because i've just been doing it too much and it's it's unhealthy for me mentally to be only seeing everyone's best and feeling like i'm not good enough sometimes and stuff like that yeah that's huge and, and that's something i've been talking about a lot on my instagram um but yeah i mean it depends like if somebody asks me a question like hey i've tried this and i've tried that um what do you recommend i do next then i'll answer because like that means they've put in time but then i just get like the ones that are like hey sir uh i want to get a good job in the states programming can you help me? Yeah. It's like, no, I, I can't help you. You have to just start looking it up, Googling it or whatever. But like, um, <laughs> but yeah, if somebody's put in effort already and like, and then they're stuck and they want some advice, I have no problem helping. Um, and I'll usually send like lengthy texts. Like I'll have like a whole conversation. And so like people either are like, Oh, this guy's a, a jerk. He didn't answer me. Or they're like, this is the greatest guy ever. He, he spent so much time helping me figure out he got me on the right track, this and that. So I have this like weird like <laughs> like dude you should uh, use your automation software and <laughs> respond to you. I know. But it's like but it's also it, the other thing is that, like this is such a heavily talked about thing amongst all big um influencers. I don't want I, I hate using that word. Um big um just instagrammers or whatever just like in the community uh that are in tech. We've it's been talked about a thousand times. Like here's what you do. You know like you could go look back at my last 10 posts. Two of those 10 are going to talk about, you know, steps it take to, to get to where you want to go. So I, I you know, mm. it just seems after five years, it's, it, 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 it gets a little old mm. for me. Yeah, it's, it's also human nature, right? We're, we're looking for a silver bullet and programming is no different. People are trying to learn how to code. Like, hey, what's the one thing I, sh- I should do and I'll get a job? Um, yeah, but I it tell is, you, I tell it's you, such man, a complex it, answer. There's so many it different is. paths and things. And, yeah, well, but I, I think, de- so I deal with that in real life. You know, when people come to my team, very, very frequently, the teams change. They come in. Everybody's trying to grow and trying to go to the next level, and the questions, the the repetitiveness of the questions, it's there. Yeah. Except in person, and except I can't not respond because yeah. <laughs> they're well, looking at me. In yeah, the face. I I wish I had a better answer, honestly, because a lot of times I just say like, 
Learn well, JavaScript. I, yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> what, what, answer, what do you want to code? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't understand how big the world is out there you know, of yeah. programming. Um, and, like, maybe you're not exactly the best at, like, sitting down and taking courses all the time. Or maybe you love that, right? There's there's different paths you can take to, to, to get to where you want to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think, ultimately, if you're trying to learn how to code just because you're like, oh, I heard software engineers make a lot of money. It, I don't think it's going to work. That's what 90% of it is. They're like, I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. How do I do that? It's like... Oh, in that case, yeah, it gets a big fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah. 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 And, and, it's not the, and it's also not that I don't want to help. Like, I, used to, I used to send textbooks to people in India, spend like $45 to ship them, more than the book cost itself because I had it laying around and it could help them drastically change their life. Like, that's why I got into programming. It's funny that you said the topic today was like, cool um to show that like being in programming is cool that's the exact reason i started building my account i was like mm-hmm. i'm a programmer and i'm also very social and like bartend and do all this stuff um and because i was bartending all through college and stuff i'm like i'm very social very outgoing i had a company that was just for throwing parties and stuff i was like i want to show this side i haven't met one cool programmer yeah. and they've I, i'm guessing they're either but if not then i'm, <laughs> then I'm about to shine <laughs> there better be one out there somewhere yeah, i was like i'm about to, i'm about to shine real bright <laughs> on this instagram platform so i started building it up and um and then through that like and just through like it becoming cool on its own just so many more people are um i want to say like uh, well more like just more social like i don't want to yeah. say like, like being being nerdy is not uncool in any, in any in any light in my opinion like but like, but the majority of people that are in programming are um, just socially awkward. I, I'm socially awkward if I'm sitting there listening to like deep focused music for eight hours and studying, and then then I'm like, and then like a friend shows up at the coffee shop. Oh, that's and so I'm like, hard. That oh my god, <laughs> I cannot switch. Oh my god, I'm just like I can't make eye contact. I can't talk. I can't do anything. That happens to me all. It's. I, it, it sucks. Yeah. Give, give me like five hours. Let me reset. And yeah. Then, yeah. Like, can we do this again tomorrow? <laughs> like before I start studying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, that's why I got into it is to show that like there's a, there's this cool fun side where like you don't have to just be this like one uh, typical nerd or whatever. But now there's so many different people like that's not even an issue anymore. Um, and so now like my main focus is like talking to you about actually the stressors of um, programming and how hard it is because I don't think programming is for everybody. Um, I think everyone should try it. I think everyone should see because if it is for you, it's a great opportunity. But um, but yeah, it's it's not necessarily for everybody. It's a yeah. lot. Of, it's a lot of work. It's like having homework for the rest of your life. Um, so if you like homework, <laughs> I hate homework. I love coding. But if you like pushing yourself and and building and and always learning and all that, then um, then you're good. We hit the hour. Yeah, you did there oh, too. Yeah. Both, yeah. both the lives just shut up. Yeah. Ben, you were going to say something. <clears throat> um, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any shout outs? Uh, no, you can check out Dev, uh, Dev Apparel. What's not even a website anymore? Dev, D-E-V-Apparel.com is where you can find like my little clothing line that I've put together. Um, other than that, you can um, follow me at dvlp.r. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot more about the startup that I'm working on. I didn't, I know I didn't really talk about it much today, but, um, but I think in about three to four weeks, we're going to start like having like the first, um, um, parts of our site. So you can like follow that journey of like me building this like mm-hmm. employee management system. Um, just like in this new, like to manage like contract employees in this like new, like gig culture era that we live in now. Um, and so that, yeah, that might be cool. Uh, cool. if you're interested in that, if you're more, like yeah. the entrepreneurial side of things. I'll include links and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we have a whole after thing we'll go through. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Ben, um, shout outs. Colorcode.io. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the drunk web. But. Junk web. Yeah, <laughs> you guys aren't listening to drunk web. Um, <laughs> well, they are now because you're yeah, on it. <laughs> I just, I just want to shout out um, Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Shout out to Datadog and DigitalOcean for letting me check out their studios. That was all. Or studio. What am I saying? Their oh, yeah. headquarters. headquarters. Yeah. yeah. It's, Incredible. Super yeah. cool guys. Well, boys, it was awesome having you here. Uh, let's do it again when you're in town. Ben. Yeah, absolutely. Seth, I'm not going to leave you alone. You and Linda. I'm always in it's town. Always, it's always been the way that we should have done it with you and Linda. But, we'll uh, get Linda here. Check out the, the Drunk Web, the website, or you can listen on iTunes or Spotify or Pocket Cast and all the other uh, things out there. Um, SoundCloud? S- no SoundCloud. No. Um no SoundCloud and no YouTube. IUTV. 
IGT maybe yeah we gotta cut these things in uh, what is it three minutes IGTV no no it's like an hour can you do an hour now yeah really yeah because I remember they upped it and I just I wasn't paying attention I don't really get into IGTV but I guess yeah I'm gonna do these in video now I'll, I'll do like Rogan style. I do one one on this side, one on that side. Joe Rogan's is good, and he doesn't switch the camera too much. Like he does a good job. Like whoever does it does a good job of like if somebody's just like chiming in for a second to talk, he doesn't switch it every time someone's talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, it's probably I, not that hard to edit, really. Yeah, there there is software that picks out. It's like Google Hangout picks out whoever's talking and switches to that view. They have that thing at DigitalOcean. They've got this like circular conference room and like you walk around it and this camera yeah, will like yeah. point at you. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I guess so cool. technology. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Come hang out with us on Sundays. We have a meetup uh, in New York City if you are if you live in town. Um, we do all sorts of coding challenges and bring your projects. We can help you with it. There are people can help you with interviews if you're going to do interviews and things like that. Whatever it is. Uh, if nothing else, come have free beer, free coffee, and meet other developers. Uh, with that said, this has been episode 32. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. Good night.